Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That could be a Nasheed. <laughs> if they just, if they if they took away if they took away the uh, uh, the drums. No, the drums. Are I mean, not the drums. Idea. If they took away the, the the like guitar and just made like an electric or something. <laughs> Vocals only track. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you're talking about how you're like you're not. A, it's like I'm not a perfect person, you know. What was it, how the rest of work w- w- lyrics go? Um. I'm I just want a... you to know. Yeah, you know. Re- Yo, See? you could totally spin that. I'll tell you, that song could totally be like Amadea or like Nashita or something. Yo, anyone who like grew up in the 90s, <laughs> you recognize that song? Stuff for the What? Hey, people have done it before, you know, like that other song. Um, okay, you know what? Like the like the scissors song that they changed to like, like Madea. Middle Eastern inspired. Y- yeah, exactly. Now that we're on this topic. What? All right, you know what? Let's just do the intro real quick. And Did then... you write down the one that you had on? This was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. We are so loud today. Yeah, I'm going to turn that down. I'm going to turn that down a bit. All righty. I don't know which one you are. 
Hello, that's me. Okay. <laughs> we literally use the same mics every week. Okay. I know. I don't know why I changed it. You know why? It's because we have a little bit more energy. Because last week we were so quiet. Since you were so like tired. It was in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And you were also Clearly, suffering see, from your allergies. Yeah. You know what's actually pretty funny? Because it like got abnormally hot. Like it got really hot this week in Toronto. Yeah. Like summer weather. What? No, this is nice. It's like spring weather. Low 20s. No, it was high 20s. High 20s. It was 27, 29 for the past couple of days. No, it was. Maybe yes, it was. Your side of Scarborough, but I had a nice breeze in my office. Well, like, I, well, you know, thermostat doesn't lie. Okay, it was definitely maybe it was like it was like what do you call it? you know how they have uh, wind chill? It was like wind chill felt like a little bit cooler. Mm. But if you were just like static, like sitting in a car without the windows open, you're cooking in there basically. Yeah, it was pretty warm. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So, um, what was my original point? I was mentioning something. Oh, you, you're not suffering from allergies right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Because of like that extreme change in weather where it got really hot, mm-hmm. instead of having that like in between where spring usually falls, mm-hmm. I just didn't have many allergy- allergies. I thought you get allergies when it's warmer out. No, I think it's like the pollen in the air. I don't know what it was. But I just know that I only felt it for those couple days. Yeah. And then since then, I've been fine. Like maybe every once in a while I have a little bit here and there yeah. when it's a little bit chillier yeah. because I leave my window open. But other than that, I haven't really felt it since. Good. But we're probably going to feel it next week when it gets yeah, cooler I was just again. about to say that. Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> You're get about a, to be humbled. Real yeah. The spring quick. showers are definitely coming next week. They sure are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We'll get some lush greenery now yeah. because of all the rain. But um, yeah. So this is our last episode of oh, yeah. the Ramadan series. I kind of feel sad. I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Why? Oh, like just focusing straight on Ramadan and, and Ramadan in general? What are you talking about? Or like the, well, yes, Ramadan in general, but also like mm-hmm. the series. Like yeah. I kind of, I, I feel like if we go back and watch the first episode, I was so anxious. You know? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like taking deep breaths just to calm myself down. Yeah. And now Cause it's not usually what we're like, we don't get that deep into it normally. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like, I don't know if this is the case for you, but did you always feel like growing up, you've always like compartmentalized like what? your religion compared to like other aspects of your life? Like you don't really talk about Dean at school. You don't really talk. That's about why I mentioned last week, you know, the code switch. Yeah. It's like a culture switch. I don't know. Yeah. It's basically a code switch, right? Like yeah. You're, like you're still Muslim at school. You're still Muslim. Yeah. At work, but you just like literally don't speak about it. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to normalize it. Yeah. And bring it into the workplace and wherever else, wherever else you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with also just the rise of Muslims being everywhere, I feel like it's going to be more normalized. It's like it's just a natural course of things. Yeah. Right. So uh, even if even if we didn't do anything specifically to push it, mm-hmm. it would. I feel like it would naturally start to move that way, anyways. I mean, social media is a big help too. Yeah, like there's definitely been a change in the past couple of years with just the visibility of Islam. Yeah, I but agree. I'm still always surprised whenever like people talk about Islam and they still have no idea. Like I, I think I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, the Random Order podcast with the mm-hmm. four y'all guys, mm-hmm. and even them they're like, "Is Ramadan still going on?" It's like, so what are they doing again for Ramadan? Like they they had no idea, right? Because they're like two tall brothers, basically like black guys with beards. Uh, but do people think they're Muslim? That's the thing. They're like we all we always be getting that like Muslim privi- privilege. And then, and then we, when we tell them that we're not Muslim, then they're like, they're, they're like, 
their attitude like shifts towards <laughs> them. They're like, oh. Yeah, because like it, it said whenever they get into like a taxi, like they'd be brother, 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 come here, come oh, here, come that's here. So and funny. they're like lifting up the bags for them and everything. And, yeah. and then he'll like talk about like he'll be like, Oh, you're Muslim, right? There. And then he'll be like, uh and, or maybe he'll like say it first and and he'll just notice it'll be like more quiet. Oh. you know, and they, they won't really be as receptive. That's not how they should be. <laughs> listen, listen. I know, we I know, I know. spoke about this last week about the whole manners aspect. Yeah. Actually when um we we filmed an episode with um the Killy podcast guys like yeah. a couple months ago. And one of the reels that they actually just shared, we shared it on our page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally talking about the manners, the manners portion, mm-hmm. and how you never know how one simple gesture that you do could just yeah. inspire someone or you know open the the gates of Islam for them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So or open up their heart to Islam is what I meant to say. Then this other dude was really making us look bad because what? he went to a pizza shop. Who? Uh, one of the Foyal brothers. Yeah, and. Of course, he had the beard. Mm-hmm. You know, the dude thought he was Muslim brother. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a free slice. Right? Oh. <laughs> and then when he found out he wasn't Muslim, he's like, so I'll be four four ninety five. <laughs> no way. He charged him after he told him it was going to be free? <laughs> he can't do that. I know, I know, I know, I know. Did he pay? Huh? Did he I pay think so. Him? Yeah. It, like, at least that was, like, the situation. It was something about him getting something for free. Maybe he got gave him, like, an extra slice or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. You know, he probably, and he, and uh, I think he got confused when he's like, yeah, I'm going to get the pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, yeah, people yeah. be using that Muslim privilege out here because we're just like out here like that. I mean, okay, so I know we were going to talk about something totally different, but we mm-hmm. kind of got sidetracked. So let's just finish this topic before we go back to the other one. Yeah. I think. Why are you so quiet now? I don't know. I'm going to turn you I, up. Okay, fine. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. I feel like Muslim privilege only really exists mm-hmm. within Muslim communities. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. F- like, for example, um, when you're in a Muslim country, mm-hmm. like when I went to Turkey, for example. Yeah. You know, I already wear hijab. I'm mm-hmm. already covered head to toe. I didn't have to, like, wait in a line to get a rent and a buy a situation mm-hmm. to go into the, you know, the, at the time, 
the Hagia Sophia wasn't a mosque. It was still a museum. Oh, well, it was, but it was a museum. Mm-hmm. So you had to like wait in line. But now it's a mosque. It's open for everyone. Yeah. Um, but back then it was like you had to pay to get in and all that kind of stuff. And you had to be covered. But I didn't have to do all that. So I just walked right in. I was yeah. like, is that, Muslim, is that Muslim privilege though? Yeah. I was like, I'm here to pray. And they're like, okay, go in. But like if you were, even if you were a non-Muslim, but you were still covered up, wouldn't wouldn't they just let you in anyways? Yeah, but like, are non-Muslims voluntarily covering up? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, know? I feel like Muslim privilege. Whenever I think about that, is like like the things that I mentioned, where you know taxi drivers might treat you better. Mm. Um, but then again, for me, I don't really get it as much because I'm not like, quote unquote, visibly Muslim. Does that make sense? Oh, like, like unless they know my name. The one thing that like I mean for me I am yeah exactly so, like, so Muslim women or sometimes men like yeah. dads and stuff <laughs> sounds kind of creepy what Muslim women women and men like they'll smile and they'll say salam yeah. which is nice like yeah I like when that happens um but mostly in Muslim countries mm-hmm. I feel like they're nicer to you yeah would um, they would they even know that if I went to a Muslim country would they even know unless I'm walking around with in a kameez or something would they yeah, even if know you're wearing a thobe or if you're with another hijabi then they would but okay like, yeah if you're exactly. just walking around like this yeah they'd probably think you're like anthony joshua or something and then yeah they'd be like oh my god celebrity i, I keep getting that i don't know you know what <laughs> I, I didn't see it at first but yeah. now i'm like okay i kind of and then it. every time i'm like oh yeah you anthony like it's a peop, some people say i look like anthony joshua and i look pull up a photo mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't see it mm-hmm. like initially and i show them the phone they're like oh i don't see it no I- i'll find the photo because it's you, right? Like, yeah. You need someone who's objective. I'll find the photo. Okay, and, yeah. And we'll do a side by side. Okay, yeah. Because maybe like there's an idea of what you think you look like, and then there's idea yes. what people actually see you as, or like what you actually look like. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I'll show you this photo of this one girl. Who yeah. Iman, our cousin Iman, like swears that we are long lost twins, and mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, I hate to break it to you, but I don't see it. Like, yeah, I, I gotta th- see that photo. We don't look alike. I bet you I don't see it. No, when you yeah. see it, you're going to be like, she's tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You, I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Muslim privilege is kind of nice because I feel like we don't experience it often. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let my privilege thrive. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been. To, I, I don't think I've actually been. Think to about it now. Country? I've never been to a Muslim country. Like outside of like like a Muslim majority country. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think right now. Like Ethiopia is... Is it? I think it's now. It's a Muslim majority. Is it not? No, it's not. Because Oromo is. By again, there are there. But then again, there are Christian Oromos. Are there? What? Really? Are there not? Uh, there's got to be some. Well, like I don't the president him, is Oromo and he's Christian. But then again, that's because he I left he, Islam. Yeah, but I don't. I'm pretty sure they're all Muslim. Okay, so maybe, then maybe if I'm they wrong. Are, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Then I'm that wrong. means that's a majority of the pop. I'm pretty sure Oromo people are. I'm searching it up. The, are like 48, 48% of the population and then you're dealing with the other... Po- See? I did not know this, but only half of the Oromo people are Sunni Muslim. What? I told you. A third are Ethiopian Orthodox and the rest are mostly Protestants mm-hmm. or they follow their traditional religious beliefs, whatever that means. I'm a worldly man. That. I'm a worldly man. I really okay? thought they were all Muslim. <laughs> no. But like... Oh. Yeah, because it's an it's it's it is an ethnicity, but I don't think the ethnicity is like ours where it's tied to the religion. Like the like, religion. It's like Somali people. Sorry, I just yawned. Somali people are all Muslim. Muslim, yeah. Yeah. And same with people from Hara. Yeah, exactly. So um, what was the original point there? 
oh yeah so outside of that like outside of ethiopia Mm. unless i'm like transferring Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever been in a muslim majority country so i don't know what that feels like let's go to dubai well okay this is another one of our future points but inshallah when we go do umrah yeah then you'll experience it but then again like it's different right because Mm -hmm. when you go to do umrah or if you're doing hajj like you see literally every single walk of life there Mm -hmm. like different types of people from every single country around the world so you're gonna see people with tattoos who may not look like a traditional quote-unquote muslim Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or you'll see someone with the typical long beard yeah the you know the whatever else classifies a man like like makes a man look like a muslim Mm -hmm. but like again you're going to be wearing the white um what's it called no not the uh, like um, i'm pretty sure it's called yeah it's like the sheet the one sheet that you yeah everyone wears that anyways Mm -hmm. so yeah okay but um back to our like what we started off our point with but before we get into that actually Mm -hmm. um, i just wanted to remind you guys our giveaway is not over yet. We still have until April 30th. So make sure. Would it not be over when this comes out? No, because this is coming out on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. So make sure. And I think some of you guys are a little confused. So I just want to restate the rules real quick. Mm-hmm. You're not commenting on our post on Instagram. You're commenting on the YouTube video for episode 90. Mm-hmm. So episode 90, which was our last week's episode, you're going to go there and you're going to comment how you found our podcast and leave your Instagram username so that if you do win, we can message you somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure that you're following us on Instagram and you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Those are the rules. But yeah. Um, yeah. So back to our original topic. What was our original topic? Um, I'll tell you. Okay. So <laughs> the one, Oh, the one that you were going to write down, but never... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just said it like that. Yeah. That's weird, right? <laughs> you could have just jumped into it. I know. I don't know. <laughs> okay go 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 so um okay so i was driving with my friend sumeya the other day Mm -hmm. and i had so on apple music like i have my playlist of nasheeds right Mm -hmm. and i had it and then you know how spotify has the same feature where like once you're done your playlist it starts to like suggest songs that are similar yeah so it started doing that Mm -hmm. and you know i heard this song that sounded very familiar Mm -hmm. i'm like oh shoot like did i not like do it so that it's just nasheeds only like yeah. you know i freaked out i'm like oh no not not music in ramadan yeah and it sounded like chris brown with you like literally and i don't know if we'll get copyrighted if yeah. i played into the mic but i'll play it for you um, okay is it wait so it wasn't a sheet it wasn't a sheet to the tune of with you by chris brown how does with you go again i guess once you play it i'll actually understand Can I play it on it, here? yeah i played on the play it on there. okay You had it b- pulled up too. <laughs> Basically, like I was mentioning earlier. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. <laughs> so, we both kind of just stopped our conversation. I was like, Do you hear that? Yeah. And we just like took in the lyrics. I was like, about this huh hey, I don't know you know it's it. repurposing it's kind of like and maybe i'm wrong in comparing this yeah like maybe it's like comparing oranges to apples mm-hmm. but like remember a couple episodes ago and we talked about like um decorating for for um, yeah. ramadan and yeah. i talked about like the ramadan tree yeah and how i i didn't know how you i think felt this about is like it. the ramadan tree <laughs> i just you know i get the vision like mm-hmm. you know some people struggle with listening to music and so to kind of 
get them to listen to more beneficial uh, audios. Mm-hmm. You're just going to take the tunes of songs that they may already be familiar with, that they love, mm-hmm. and just repurpose the lyrics, change them up. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be like, okay, so there are, there are people who are always like struggling with like changing cer- certain habits. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, finding an in-between yeah. can help that transition. Yeah. And, and so for that, like, I can, I, that's why I get it. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like, is it even right for us to listen to this? Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> probably, know. there's probably some saying where, like, it's, it's acceptable here and there. But, like. No, okay, here's the thing. Like, I'm not, I don't want to shame someone for, mm-hmm. for trying. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that especially when you're in the west when you're not living in a muslim country or even if you are like it's times are just it's hard right like everyone has their own personal jihad they have their Mm -hmm. own um struggles that they're dealing with so i'm not like hating on that Mm -hmm. because i'm not perfect and i I, I never claim to be yeah and i get it like i i do understand it i just like it was something new Mm -hmm. and i think i was just trying to like make sense of it in my mind yeah like you see how your reaction was when you heard that you're like wait well, yeah, because I've heard I've heard things like that, before. but I also heard another one. So yeah. after this, because <laughs> I'm know? pretty sure that same person who uploaded that one, that same channel, whatever, probably has multiple like that. No. Well, okay. So hold on, I gotta find um, I gotta find the other one because this one just sounded like I think his name is XXX Tentacion. Tentacion, yeah, the one that passed away, right? Yeah, he had this one song called I think it's called Changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. But I, I, it came on. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Wasn't he like very aggressive in his? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've heard this before. I think on TikTok. Yeah. Oh my god, okay, okay. I get the gist. Let me see that. You see what I mean? Is it with the lyrics too? Yeah. Like, and and, I'm like, okay, like. You know what? I'm not gonna judge because, like. No, I'm not judging. It's just new. It's just something different. And I didn't know that, like, this was even a thing now. Like, I didn't know they were taking um, really popular songs and Mm -hmm. just taking the tune and and putting their own lyrics in it. I think if done correctly, like. You know what it is? You know, I, I think I understand why it kind of puts us off so much. It's because like you've you never heard it. It's like it's not your culture, right? So now like we're dealing with a Muslim population that's grown up in a Western culture. Yeah. So like like if you if you grew up in an Arab Arab country, mm-hmm. your Madih is gonna sound like Arab songs, but like Muslim yeah, version, right? That's so true. So if you grew up in a Western country, mm-hmm. your Madih is gonna sound like Western music, but with with Muslim uh twist on it or like uh um words <laughs> i guess i don't know what you'd say <laughs> you know what i'm saying i also thought about this what? like you know sometimes when you're scrolling on tiktok you get served like random videos yeah and sometimes you get like like randomly i'll see like a, a christian worship song mm-hmm. and i'm like why does it sound like a rock song <laughs> oh yeah see? you know what i mean i'm like oh well like duh because they're that, mm. that's their culture right exactly and i'm thinking back to like the madihs and the nasheeds that we used to sing as kids they did not sound poppy at all yeah <laughs> like do you remember the stuff we used to sing yeah like um 
Look at the people around. I don't look know at the order. Okay, I look at the. I don't remember the lyrics. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yes, I know I have a creator. Exactly. So like, but that's because that was our culture, I guess. Uh, and we were kind of we were singing in English. It was just, but it was in a very like Arab style, if that makes sense. Like if mean? those lyrics were in Arabic, like the 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 flow of it, like the the structure of it was very like kind of similar to Madih, but we just ing- made it into English. <laughs> no, that was y'all. Us girls, we wrote our own lyrics, okay? Let me just tell you guys. Did you guys write your own lyrics? Yes, we did. Well, w- when we were more established, yeah. yeah. We used to write our own lyrics. Um, and But the beats that but we you were... we were more inspired from, like, like the very traditional nasheeds. Like exactly. So Sabi the rhythm. Yusuf or, like, Maher Zayn. Yeah, so the rhythm and, like, the style that you guys were emulating yeah. was culturally related to like more of the arab culture or a culture or like um middle eastern culture in general yeah like we never i don't think we would we would have even like dared to take the tune of a mainstream song mm-hmm. and just plugged in islamic lyrics yeah i think we were just too scared to do it mm-hmm. uh, but now i feel like you know it's working so yeah it, sometimes you have to meet people where they're at yeah i get that uh and then try and pull them in that way yeah like um it's it's almost like if you're if you're trying to get uh, a couple guys from the hood or whatever. Okay, this is gonna sound like super generic, but like okay, not from the hood. I don't know. I was thinking there was a story I remember that Ashif told me once, and like that's that was his his premise or whatever. Okay. But like, and I, you know the Sheikh. It was um. Oh, no, I'm not gonna mention name, but okay. So this Sheikh. So basically, he's like he he knew that if he tried to approach these guys wearing like a thobe, and I know like where you're going. like like full on like preaching like uh yeah. um uh like a sheikh giving who's giving da'wa. giving a da'wah in like on the mimbar at on juma or something if you came into them in that style mm-hmm. it would completely put them off yeah but when he came to them dressed similar to them mm-hmm. he knew their the slang he knew the vernacular all of that he would talk he would become friends with them first you know they would have some outings and then like he would slowly start to like uh mention um islam islam and the things that he knew that they would be uh, attracted to and then he would try and like bring them and say hey you know you should come like visit every once in a while to the mosque or like to the center and just get work on them that way right smart yeah so this could be a gate so you can think of these things as like gateways and yeah yeah and and to go back to the original point ultimately i don't think it's too much wrong with it because it's just we're we're kind of put off by it because it's not used to the culture that we grew up in i'm not Okay, I'm not put off by it. Like, it's, it was nice to listen to. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's just, I wasn't used to it. Yeah. That's all. It wasn't like, it wasn't um, like, oh, you know, why are they doing this? I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is interesting. That's why I felt kind of like, should I, should I be comparing it to the Ramadan tree or not? Like, mm-hmm. it's not really the same. Yeah. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But it, what does have me interested is like now, it's like, how if we looked up for like Chinese um Madih or like Bangladeshi Madih. Like I've heard we've heard um Madih from India and Bangladesh and Pakistan and all those places. We have? At least I have. I've seen them on TikTok. Oh, and okay. and it is very is very inspired much their, their inspired their culture. Mm-hmm. But they're putting uh they're using um Muslim teachings and like lyrics on it. Yeah. Right? So everyone has their own twist. It's just, you know, it's hard it's weird to hear it in English for once. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think because back to like compartmentalizing, like I've always compartmentalized, compartmentalized like English lyrics mm-hmm. and like that style of 
music yeah um for like music mm-hmm. like uh secular music yeah. not religious exactly songs so yeah i mean it was it was definitely very interesting mm-hmm. um but i mean we'll, we'll listen to it after we record yeah this so you can, maybe like, maybe you know what it is okay i mm-hmm. think sorry i know i'm saying you know what it is a lot but like i'm i'm like contemplating this as we're talking about it right so i think it's because they took an originally like popular a popular song yeah that everyone already knows and then put change out the lyrics but if they came out with their own melody it's still in the yeah. western style yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and then put lyrics on it like that um i guess that one also did the same thing the one that change changes like then maybe you wouldn't feel as you know uh, who did a really good job it. of that who do you remember native dean oh yeah native dean they i remember like i think my brother like mm-hmm. randomly like came across it or we had a yeah. cd at home yeah and so we started listening to it and it mm-hmm. was so different from like yeah like even they, our own uh someone in our own community oh Muhammad. yeah that cd slapped i'm yeah. not gonna lie like i was waiting for a sequel but yeah I, I wonder if i still have it somewhere on my computer i feel like i do i think it's on soundcloud somewhere yeah i need to find that one was it it was muhammad uh um uh, what's his last name i only know his first name <laughs> i mean you want to put his whole govy out there like oh yeah exactly like, don't expose the man but yeah we'll he... put maybe we'll use like the you know the um that one track i think it's track five mm-hmm. you know the okay. really popular one how do you remember the track numbers because i listened to it on a cd oh yeah exactly <laughs> um but just to, to give you an idea like he basically he was rapping but like about muslim stories like he would essentially tell stories not muslim stories islamic, islamic stories story. sorry islamic stories but he would wrap it out and like put it into a rhythm, basically. He'd do like poetry, basically, and then have some beats behind it. Yeah, he was he was a really talented, mashallah, lyricist. Yeah. Um, and actually, one of our friends, Nader, was also. I think he had like a feature on one of the tracks. Yeah, too, exactly. Um, who's another talented writer too, mashallah. Yeah. So, um, and they kind of came at it with like the hip hop approach, and yeah. that made it more, like approachable to like approachable for people who listen to hip-hop more and they Mm want to like kind of start to steer away from it because remember when you're when you're so used to listening to um music it's it has become a habit and Mm -hmm. not everyone can just stop a habit cold turkey right like you need to wean off of it and maybe replace it with something else Mm -hmm. and so this is a good alternative yeah oh are you searching it up right now yeah but i realize i'm not signed into soundcloud i'm pretty sure it's on youtube i'll find it afterwards yeah Yeah, and then maybe like it'll be the outro of this episode oh yeah exactly i can just do that i was thinking yeah i'll make make it the outro if i find it because i I think i even have the actual file somewhere oh yeah you know me i keep like a bunch of stuff backed up you do be hoarding stuff yeah exactly (laughs) what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> okay, guys. So you know, Sarah has been wondering recently, why is everyone and their mama going to Umrah this year in Ramadan? <laughs> Why'd you do that? That's what she wrote down here. You know, everyone and their mama is doing Umrah this Ramadan. But it's true. Okay, <laughs> it's true. Like I don't know about you guys, but you know, as I go through my Instagram, mm-hmm. all like every other story mm-hmm. is someone in, in Mecca. Yeah, and I. It makes me so happy to see, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've kind of fixed my algorithm for Instagram and for TikTok yeah. to kind of see more like Muslim Islamic content. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy but happy about that. But like I'm, every other like day, I'm like, oh, you too, you mm-hmm. too. And I'm like DMing everyone like, make the for me in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, you know what I think it is? Um, first, I think it's because like everyone's on social media, mm-hmm. but also it's because like we're technically like the first generation who's like who who's growing up with like good jobs and has expendable income no i don't think no? we're the first generation i think the gen before us is it yeah but generation. like i'm talking about but they're not really on social media as much they're on facebook yeah <laughs> Maybe there's a bunch of people no on offense, Facebook. Guys. <laughs> Maybe there's a bunch of people on Facebook posting about their Umrah. We just don't see it. <laughs> but I also think like the generation before us, mm-hmm. like the '80s kids and the yeah. '70s, they don't feel the need to post things excessively the mm-hmm. way that we do, like yeah. millennials and Gen Z do, does. Yeah, you know, like, and I think we're a happy medium between Gen Z and um, um, Gen X. Gen, are they Gen? Yeah, we're millennials, generation? so Gen X is before us. Yeah, so like they don't post everything in the moment. They'll mm-hmm. post like milestones, like my kid turned five. Yeah. You know, my pet now learned how to sit, mm-hmm. something like that, you know? But like we are the ones I feel like we grew up being oversharers mm-hmm. and we've kind of learned and trained ourselves to not be as much now at this point. Yeah. And then Gen Z, they're like this, they kind of just do whatever they want. There's no rules yeah. with them. They do whatever they want. I don't even know how to categorize them. Yeah. But do you think it's also. The fact that we were stuck in COVID for two years. I think that plays a huge part. And everybody also, has a lot more expendable income. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people got laid off, so I wouldn't say they have expendable uh, I income. I guess so, yeah. But I think being locked up for two years is a huge plays a huge factor. But mm-hmm. also the point that I put there was that um, they are, like the Saudi government is introducing a raffle system for mm-hmm. um, people to do to perform hedge, which um, for those of you guys that are listening to this that may not know, hedge is actually the obligation that Muslims have upon them. Umrah is actually sunnah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that can't do hedge, though, um, you know, Umrah is, is kind of like the more affordable option. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't it doesn't replace the obligation, though, so it yeah. doesn't like fulfill it, if you know what I mean. That being said, per- to perform hedge, it's like substantially more expensive. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sickening to hear like, and I don't understand because you're it's like five times more, no? Yeah, but like, why? What are you paying for? I think it's because of this. It's it's demand, right? It's demand versus the supply. So it's like if you have all the Muslims trying to, and there's like only a spot, maybe a million spot spots left or open, 
then the prices are just naturally going to be a lot higher because mm. it's a scarcity of like how many people can actually go wild but mm-hmm. but yeah so because the saudi government has now introduced um the raffle system for uh those who want to perform hajj it has become a lot more difficult for people to actually plan it because mm-hmm. let's say you're a family of four and you know the wife gets it and and maybe like the daughter gets it but the son and the husband don't get it assuming yeah. that that's the dynamic of your family like two people out of the four get it yeah you either have to go without them or you just don't go at all mm-hmm. and the thing is is that as you know like to travel um to lawfully travel mm-hmm. i guess in in islamic laws uh you need to have a mahram which is like a a male guardian of in your family mm-hmm. so there are you know different people classify as a guardian for you and it's not because you need to be guarded or whatever well also like you could go with i believe a certain amount of women or something if you go in a yeah a certain uh, a certain number of um trustworthy upright women but like at the same time you know imagine if like your family mm-hmm. like you got it and like one of your kids or like you and your dad get it you're gonna leave yeah. your mom here yeah. you know what i mean so i think because of how difficult it has now become to do mm-hmm. hajj i think a lot of people are now just like taking the umrah route because it's mm-hmm. easier um it's more affordable and because this is like you know the first real like year i guess that like things are fully open mm-hmm. you don't have to do covid testing or anything there's so many people going yeah and like i saw a post on the um the at muslim instagram page where there was one given day where there was like 1.14 million people mm-hmm. doing umrah in one day mm-hmm. and then they were saying since the beginning of ramadan like over 22 million people came yeah i actually saw i found out that fact from someone who was posting a story of being in Umrah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like, when you think about it, I'm like, dang. And I saw, like, I saw the stories and I'm like, wow, it looks really, like, a lot more packed than usual, yeah. you know? Um, and then, you know, you hear stories about, like, people being shoved. Mm-hmm. Some people are being stepped on while they're praying or, like, they're being trampled. And it's like a mm-hmm. full-on, like, safety risk at this point. Yeah. And when I heard those stories, like, it kind of made me feel like, a little disheartened because you would think like you're going to like the holiest set, like the mm-hmm. holiest place that you can go to on this earth. Yeah. Like you would think that like all the Muslims would be on their best behavior because mm-hmm. like you're literally going to the Kaaba. Like, you know what I mean? Like not everyone, it's not an everyday opportunity. Like this is a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. sometimes for some people to do that. Like yeah. you would think that people would be on their best behavior. Well, you're dealing with literally a melting pot of like cultures and people from around the world. And like places yeah, where like there, you'll have like people from distant like farms, farmland mm. who probably don't deal with, who haven't like been around a lot of people ever in their life like this before. So there are certain like things that you might know to do when you're in a big group of people that they might not know because they're just not used to being around that people. Like when it comes to personal space or um, um making room for people and all those things like being courteous mm-hmm. they just they never been trained to do that or they never had the experience of that so i mean i guess i don't know i just maybe i just mm-hmm. had like higher standards for yeah our muslim brothers and sisters but i feel like that's still when you're dealing with a million people even yeah. if even if one percent of those people had some interaction 
we are like a crazy tra- that's a hundred thousand people right mm. so like that's so crazy it's, it's just it's just because of the magnitude amount of people that are there yeah you're gonna ha- you're gonna hear about those things eventually mm-hmm. but i feel like for 99 percent of the people it was probably a good experience i hope so yeah i really hope like if you're gonna spend all that money and go all the way there that you do mm-hmm. have a good experience and you know the more i see it the more i'm like like i can't wait to go inshallah and, yeah and you know how i think we talked about this in a previous episode too where we were talking about like making dua and like mm-hmm. you know not limiting yourself in terms of like what you're asking for from the good mm-hmm. um and like you know some of the people on tiktok are like oh you guys should just be delusional with your dua and stuff yeah. and i'm like you know what i'm gonna like just hardcore make dua that inshallah we can mm-hmm. go to not only do umrah but i also want to do hajj like it's up there and, and I'm now seeing it as like, no, this is a possibility. I think mm. before I had always kind of seen it like, yeah, you know, when I make like when I make more money and I think a lot of people are in that mindset of mm-hmm. like, when I make more money, like then I'll go. Yeah. But like, I think you have to like say, no, I'm going to go and mm-hmm. I'm working towards saving for yeah, that. It should be like a priority. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, and the funny thing is that like after you mentioned that in the podcast, mm-hmm. literally last literally last week, I listened to the uh digital sisterhood podcast where she literally talks about that (laughs) yes uh, i keep saying literally where she talks about that mm -hmm. um and she made that to to, like take her family her her dad and her mom to umrah Mm -hmm. and like she had no way of doing it at that um, at the moment yeah that she like put her name down to go to umrah she had like no money in her name yeah but she just like made the dua and was like relying on allah to provide her with that by the end of the year when she was planning to go when it was scheduled to go mm-hmm. and you know alhamdulillah like she was able to throughout the year just work harder and made that money and was able to take her whole family to umrah yeah yeah I, her story is really inspiring because mm-hmm. i think like i had already i think ever since like 2020 that's when i really kind of had this idea in my yeah. mind but obviously like couldn't go then yeah I couldn't go in 2021 and so I told myself 2023 was the year, but, you know, mm-hmm. life happened. So it didn't end up working out. Yeah. But listening to her, that episode of um, the Digital Sisterhood podcast, like kind of just reignited that. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a good reminder, mashallah. Like, and obviously Adar is such a great storyteller and the way mm-hmm. that that whole episode was constructed like i felt like i was with her yeah you know how she had like the voice notes of her mom too oh and, like, yeah i Yo, really liked that. that whole podcast tearing up bro whole <laughs> thing when when at the point where her mom started like singing the poetry yeah she came with her mind yeah tear thug tear just came out <laughs> <laughs> i like that podcast is just one of those ones where like if you want to invoke some emotion within you yeah listen to that no, one. she has a way of like just like how she talks and like her storytelling yeah she knows what she's doing okay but she's so mashallah, she's just so good at it like yeah she could talk about anything i'm like yeah yeah, i'm listening yeah <laughs> so yeah that was it was such a good reminder though because she was talking about how you know she used to struggle with making dua and asking mm-hmm. because maybe she didn't feel worthy at the time and yeah. i'm like i was like yeah you know what i i, I relate to that i, I get that mm-hmm. and then i'm like wait hold on sarah yeah what did we talk about last week or the week before where we were like just like allah is literally the most merciful the mm-hmm. most generous mm-hmm he is the creator of this universe. Like this whole unit, like take in everything that you see, that you feel, that you touch. Allah created it. And you're telling me mm-hmm. you don't feel worthy of asking. Yeah. Like, and so like sometimes I have to check myself like, girl, what? You know? Mm-hmm. 
And so this is all just a message to say, make that dua. <laughs> Whatever you want from the from the goodness of this dunya, mm-hmm. make that dua. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, the weird thing is that like before, let's say five years ago, mm-hmm. I would have probably never thought of going to Umrah. Even though I probably had the money, like Alhamdulillah, I probably had the money to go for years. But like, I just never thought of it. I was like, I always thought of just Hajj. Mm. Like Umrah was never even a thought in my mind for years. I was always thinking like, Hajj, like Hajj, you know, I don't I don't have the money for Hajj, whatever. But like, I don't know when Umrah became the thing to do. Or maybe I just wasn't aware of it. I mean, people have been doing Umrah forever. Yeah, people have been doing it forever. But like, now that everybody, I guess it's because you mentioned that, like, because Hajj is almost impossible now to do, where you can go with your whole family and guaranteed to go with your whole family. That's why it's become so popular now. That and also, like, the, when you're doing Hajj, like, it's a lot, the rules are a lot more strict, right? Yeah. Like, in terms of what you can do oh, and yeah, can't do. Yeah. So, for those that, it's, I think it's more accessible to do, mm-hmm. not that it's impossible to do Hajj, like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just have to be more mindful of the rules um, in order to actually perform it uh, completely and it's it like and follow the rules completely yeah. so that it's accepted for you you know um, but with Umrah it's not I don't think there are as many rules mm-hmm. um, so it's just easier for some people and okay. I think like obviously like on Instagram or social media you're following your peers people that mm-hmm. are around your age range yeah. and maybe like 10 years ago when you were in your late teens like who really has like three, four thousand dollars like that to just yeah. go, right? Unless their parents got it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like you kind of just see it's like the nat- natural progression of life. Like mm-hmm. when they're in their like, you know, mid 20s or early 20s, if they're able yeah. to, you start to see people going more and like, you know, it's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think it's a trend. I wouldn't say it's a trend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Inshallah. Inshallah. Next year. We'll make it we'll make it a thing i know we already talked about that well you know i know well actually because like it's like um we always go on vacations to the other spots or whatever and like let me tell you what? do you feel this sometimes because i know i do what sometimes like i get really excited i plan these trips or whatever mm-hmm. and whenever i'm on the plane you know when like sometimes especially when you're taking off you make your dua and stuff mm-hmm. and when you're like alone in your thoughts mm-hmm. and i'm just like man i'm spending all this money to go to like mexico and i could have just Mm-hmm. just gone to go do Umrah, you know just add an extra thousand or yeah two. but remember it's still a sunnah i know it's good to go there mm-hmm. but like if you're if you're when you're traveling normally we'll travel for a good reason like to be with family and friends yeah which is something we're encouraged to do anyways right mm-hmm. like if you were going if you're flying to like mexico to like go to party or whatever yeah. then i'll be like you should feel the most guilty <laughs> but True. if you're going there because you want to spend time with your family and friends where you're yeah. in, in like a secluded environment where you can be just together then i feel like you know what you can probably benefit from that as well yeah if, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons yeah yeah i get you uh so you shouldn't feel too guilty about that yeah yeah even though you're like oh okay to use that money for that but inshallah it wasn't written for you i mean it wasn't written for you then but it could be written uh, okay. for you now. <laughs> i was gonna say what did you just no. say <laughs> <laughs> yeah inshallah next year there were some other stats you wrote on there too no uh let me check you said something i saw like something about 22 million yeah i said that what did you say i already made that point oh did you yeah i was saying like since the beginning of ramadan until now mm-hmm. like over 22 million people have gone to do oh, umrah okay, during okay. this ramadan season yeah which is like yeah 22 million and you know crazy I, I don't know if i mentioned this last time but i'm always surprised by like how small the populations are 
What do you mean? Of like Muslims in the West. Like how in America, Muslims only make up, I think, like one or two percent of the population. But it feels like it's so much more people. I don't know. That was just a weird stat. I think I mentioned it last week. Maybe I, I don't know. I really? Like retreading I water. Did I not? No. Well, yeah. You always think like, oh, there's a lot more Muslims. Like maybe at least we're here like 20% or whatever, right? What? Yeah, right. Is that too much? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was being hopeful. Are. If we had 20%. Inshallah, one day. If we had 20% <laughs> of Muslims in Canada or America, yeah. I'm pretty sure there would be a, l- a heavy Islamic influence on, like we'd probably have Eid off. Yeah, I guess maybe, I wonder what the population, can you search that? Can you, what's the population of Muslims in London alone? Check. Like percentage-wise, because if they did have enough Muslims in, in London two, or UK? In London. Because I feel like London is where there's a lot of the Muslim population. Does it say there? What? It broke it down by ethnicities. <laughs> what? Can you add it up? <laughs> I feel like South Asians would be, probably be like the biggest part yeah, of that. Yeah, actually, uh, Pakistani, 38%. 38% of the population or of all Muslims? I think of Muslims. Oh, okay, but how about all Muslims in... Let me see. Um, worst Googler ever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone else would know that. In the audience, who's, who, who knows the amount of Muslims in... Uh, London, population-wise or percentage-wise. Uh oh, percentage-wise. Oh my. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. On. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, but okay. this is the UK. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What? That's impressive. What? Islam is the second largest religion in the United Kingdom. Is it? Yeah. I guess it's because there's a lot of secularism in the UK now. In 2011, um, the population was 4.4 percent. Yeah. But um in 20 oh that's a pretty slow slow increase but in 2022 november 2022 Mm -hmm. it's about um 6.5 percent in england and wales yeah so i'm always surprised by like but i guess that's why we shouldn't really be surprised when people still don't know a lot about muslims and islam i think londoners do um I, i think you'd be surprised Really? I've been to London. No, I'm sure there's like racist nice. people there. Yeah. There's racist people everywhere, really, but... Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's just something I was always surprised by, like, how... I guess it's because we're in that world, mm. so it seems like everyone, and those are the, really the most of the people we interact with. Mm-hmm. But then, when in the grand scheme of things, you're like, <laughs> unless you're in a Muslim country, it's like, we're, we're not a lot of us out here. But you know what I would do? I feel like, and I saw this on TikTok, but, like, you know how, like racists or like karens or whatever mm-hmm. like they kind of look at you like you're strange mm-hmm. and they're like what are you doing i i would just do it right back i'd be like you don't wash yourself after you defecate <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> you're disgusting and then you eat with those hands Ew. you should do that with co-workers and see how re- how they react <laughs> they, <laughs> they would die it's like when you when you drop something on the floor do you just wipe it up with Tish toilet like i mean with uh, with tissue paper you don't use any water <laughs> uh, yeah okay but, like i feel like that'll give them a taste of their own mm-hmm. medicine we're, we're losing track here what were we on are. again we were talking about um the sometimes i forget we have to like entertain you guys and i just like talk you know what let's take a break oh yeah we oh yeah shit <laughs> 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 let's take a break guys i forgot go get your water go refill your water while we go and uh reset everything water Hey, we're gonna start. We're starting. Do you want to know something really sad? What? 
If I remove this cushion right here, yeah, and I sit all the way back, oh, my legs, legs are the ground. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see it. You can tell Look my knees it. don't even bend. So they're just like hovering above the ground. This is really sad. Yeah. Just cross your legs. We're just in a cozy. We'll, we'll finish this off cross legs. Cozy leg. vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pull this up. What, what else did you write here? You've been listening to the Omar Suleiman Jannah part, uh, series? Yeah, have you listened to it? I've listened to Yeah, I'm on like episode 20. Oh, no. So like what I do, Yeah. Um, I've saved them specifically for my walks. Mm-hmm. So I listen to like a couple, like maybe four or five, depending oh, okay. on how long they are. Um, and I love it. You know uh, um, which part of series I really love? Sorry, I know I'm kind of going off track here. But he did one where he's like, like he speaks about like each wife of the prophet. Really? He yeah, did one of that? he did one before the Jenna series. Oh, I'm gonna look for that. Yeah, that's how that's how I first found out who Umar Suleiman was because I was looking for a podcast where I was th- where they were talking about like the prophet and his life. Yeah, and then this one's on the wives. So I was like, you know what? Why not just learn about the wives? But the Jenna series is also really good. Yeah, like I so okay. Hold on. Why did I lock my phone? I had a point here about it mm-hmm. that I wanted to read to you guys or just mention it. I just can't remember right now. And, and it's like nice and concise because each one is like maybe 10, 15, 15 minutes long. Yeah. And it, it talks about like d- he focuses on a different uh, aspect mm-hmm. of uh, paradise in each episode. Yeah. And it's not like it, it, a lot of it I've heard before. Like I've, I kind of know a yeah. lot of these things before. Just when we grew up, we would go to lessons every day and they would kind of give these lessons. Mm. But it's good to have it nice and concise where mm-hmm. it's all like put together in a I series. Found- I found that like I tried to listen to it while I was working, but mm-hmm. because I was so focused on work, it was kind of like I tuned it out a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I save them for my walks now, because as I'm walking, it, it mm-hmm. takes very minimal mental energy. So yeah. I'm like really paying attention while walking. Yeah. And like he's so descriptive in, in how he's describing the different mm-hmm. uh, parts of Jannah that like even just listening to it and like imagining like oh my god imagine like you're there Mm -hmm. that feeling or just thinking about it in that sense is so overwhelming so i'm like imagine like Mm -hmm. you know we actually are in jenna experiencing these things like the amount of overwhelming joy that you'll feel you know it's Mm -hmm. i can't even like i i genuinely can't fathom it yeah um for me whenever i listen that yeah whenever i listen to us i'm like yeah this is too overwhelming i I don't know like because you can't imagine it Mm. so like when your brain tries to, it like starts to get confused. Like, okay, it's like, how would that even work? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sometimes I would be like, you know, I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna just listen to this and like, inshallah, I'll be there one day. <laughs> like when he's talking about like the homes made of like silver and, yeah. and gold, and I'm like, what are like castles? Like, yeah. How? Like, how big is paradise? Like, yeah. Like, and you're trying to like make sense of it all, and you're mm-hmm. just like, another one, and you're like, wow, this, this. like, mm-hmm. and and no. Like, it just keeps getting better with each episode. Like, everything that he explains, mm-hmm. like, subhanAllah, it just kind of, you know, it, it it's almost serves like serves as, like, a motivation too, right? Because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid and you're doing your homework and your parents, like, if you do your homework, you're going to get extra dessert tonight. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do it fast. And I'm going to, like, you know, make sure that I do it correctly. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of like that, right? Like, if you... um you know do your obligations you avoid sinning Mm -hmm. you um repent when needed um you know you one would hope that you know you are admitted to jannah inshallah so yeah um that's what we're here for that's literally our whole purpose of this life yeah i wish there were more podcasts like this that had series maybe if we go further into history maybe there's other sheikhs who have done that but i like the storytelling aspect Mm -hmm. of a lesson Mm -hmm. i feel like i've i i kind of 
I absorb more of it mm. when it's done in that way. Yeah. Uh, instead of like the more technical part of it. Like if someone tells me, okay, these are the years the prophet did this, this, and this. And like these are his wives and they, they were within, between this year and that year. Yeah. Like it won't really stick as much. But if someone told me like a whole story, mm-hmm. of, like how they met, uh, who their father was and like all of those things, it puts it in. Of course, mm. I'm not really the best case because I literally just forgot <laughs> one of the wives... But that I, I was think listening about but like the whole purpose of the storytelling mm-hmm. is one to make it enjoyable to listen to yeah but then also it gives your brain a little bit uh, unless the lecture does it for you but like when they're telling the story you're now able to pick out the lessons from each story mm-hmm. like the prophet did certain things in a certain way to teach us how to follow his footsteps yeah you like, know? like i might not remember the names of each individual but i'll remember like what they did how they worship how what their manners were those kind of things those are the things i usually stick with me mm-hmm. so those are the things i usually take away from it even even though i even though i might not remember the details um and you know it just takes a little bit more work to remember those details but at least if you get away if you get the lesson away from it like the overall message that they're trying to get across i feel like it's still successful in whoever's listening to it and yeah. as long as they take that away from it yeah but mm-hmm. i mean if you guys haven't already listened to it, I mean, you can still listen to the Jannah series outside of mm-hmm. Ramadan. And I think, you know, it's it's a very like it, it gives your heart a lot of like comfort. And yeah. Just makes you feel nice. So, yeah, all I can say about that is and they have they have a, a, a woman like are you listening on Spotify? Where are you listening? Oh, you use Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's another woman on there that I haven't looked into yet, but I've never like listened to a, a, a female sheikh. Like, unless it's in person. I've, I've only had a female sheikh in person. But mm. I feel like they might have a different perspective on certain things. But then again, they always usually give lessons on, like, things that make me more female-centric. Mm, not no? always. They, not always? Yeah, they, they give lessons on everything. I guess so. But, like, every time I'm exposed to a female sheikha, mm-hmm. um, at least in, like, social media, they're usually talking about something that's more female-centric. I don't know. I, I, it maybe depends. maybe it's just you know my my male. I think they feel more comfortable doing that yeah. because you know other women that are learning from them will feel mm-hmm. more comfortable to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But they're not limited to just teaching about that. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's just my male brain talking there for a second. Okay, be, <laughs> but may Allah yeah. grant us all jannah. Make dua in the last couple uh, of days me. um in Ramadan and yeah. Let me let me pull this up here. So, you know, speaking of uh, women and men and the relationships between them, recently, <laughs> recently, there's been a controversy. I don't think it's really a Muslim community thing, but it, it's, it centers around uh, someone called um, Ashraf, ha- Ashraf Hakimi. And if you don't know who that is, he was basically one of the Moroccan uh, football players from the, um, what do you call it? The World Cup that recently played. And... He was one of those guys that was famous for like kissing his mom in that photo after they won a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, there's been a lot of controversy because his wife that he was married to recently um, filed for a divorce. Mm-hmm. And as she's go- they're going through the proceedings, you know, she wanted the half, you know, the classic. She wanted 50 percent of everything. They found out that he actually had almost nothing in his name. And everything that he was making, all the money he was making and all the clothes he bought, all the cars he bought, the houses, where he always bought them under his mother, under under his mother's name. <laughs> so first off, I want to know what's your perspective on that? Because there's a very, you know, 
popular you know. perspective from the guy's side. Yeah, city boys up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was your re- initial reaction to that? Uh, mine was, isn't he Muslim? Like, shouldn't he follow the rules of divorce and pay her what she is owed? Well, there's nothing saying that he won't do that. But it's also not in Islam where, like, you there's a whole 50-50 thing, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the... Uh, I can't remember the rules of divorce, but mm-hmm. I know that when you do your nikah, there's an amount that you're supposed to agree on mm-hmm. in the event of yeah. a divorce. Um, so hopefully she secured the bag, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, you, you see, so, so you still want All her to I'm get All I'm saying away? is, if she married him when he was a nobody, mm-hmm. and then now they're divorcing when he's a somebody... Did she? I don't know what their story is. Me neither. I, I haven't looked look, into that me one. Me neither, me neither. But I'm saying like if that was the case, yeah. where she married him when he was like literally no one, mm-hmm. and now he's one of the biggest soccer players in the world. I think she's like a Spanish actress or something like that. Oh, she's not Muslim? She's not Moroccan? I don't, I don't think, no, I don't. she's not Moroccan for sure. Oh. I don't even know if she's Muslim. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well. Does that change things? No, it doesn't. Does it though? Uh, you're, you're, no, it doesn't. You're trying to change your tone there a bit. A woman is a woman. Okay. <laughs> so I still think he should still follow the correct rules. Yeah. Everything else, that's his business. Mm-hmm. Well, the b- narrative now, like from the Muslim narrative, at least what I've been seeing from a lot of the Muslim guys, like this shows you like the love for the mother. I saw that. And all of that. I and saw that. Do you that. think like they're just kind of using that as an excuse? They are. I think that, I think that because mm-hmm. there's nothing in <laughs> this Islam. is like this is like you know like if we're gonna okay let's let's yeah. remove religion like the religious aspect okay yeah, from, yeah okay this is what you would call a chronic mama's boy okay mm, that's right ladies heard. you know what i'm trying to get at yeah so i think that either his mom suggested that he do this or mm-hmm. he made up this plan in his mind and was like yeah you know what i'm gonna protect my assets by giving it all to you mm-hmm but then I saw another comment that was very interesting. What? What if the mom? Yeah. Had like a a dad, a, a dad, a husband, or yeah. a, or like a, a like a an ex husband. Mm-hmm. So not the father of the child. And they got a divorce. Does that mean she would take half of the kids' well? Wait, what? If if her dad? So Ashraf. Yeah. All of his wealth is under his mom's name. Yeah. Let's just say she didn't have a husband. She remarried someone, mm-hmm. or married some, someone new. Then they were getting a divorce, but all of his wealth is under her name. And let's say they didn't have a prenup and the laws of their land says that when you get a divorce, whoever has the most money, 50, 50. Yeah. Does that mean she's, he's the, the stepdad is going to take a chef's money? Technically. Yeah. But like she was already older. He probably felt like it's just like the land, chances of her getting remarried. And at that point, if she did, she probably like transfer him. everything back to him. If that was the case, right? Maybe, but yeah, like that's like a really roundabout way <laughs> of thinking, think like how things could go wrong. But I just, I just think it's interesting. Like it seems like a very calculated move, in my opinion. No, I, I definitely, from my perspective, I was like, this is definitely just a calculated move. I don't think religion really played a part in why he did this to begin with. Maybe it did, but my opinion, I guess, in this case, is that he did it mainly because he had like some doubts, or doubts about his wife that's why i was like oh is she not muslim because maybe that's what it was yeah i'll have to look up if she's actually muslim mm-hmm. but i just know that she was like a spanish actress or something like that uh um, also she had her own money then oh yeah so that was another thing is that now because he technically wasn't the breadwinner like she was she she would actually have to give him 50 percent. oh hell yeah that, so he's like up he's like double up <laughs> what's their like uh where do they live 
Huh? Morocco? Uh, no, I think like uh, Spain or he worked for, he f- played for like a football league. So whatever that football league is. Oh, okay, okay. I really know nothing about footballers. It just I think he was part of Spain. Spain. Yeah, maybe that's how he met her. But um, yeah, so that was the, and then there was the, what was the other perspective? Uh, oh yeah, because there are a lot of women who were kind of annoyed. They're like, this isn't really an Islamic thing. Like the guys who were trying to sit, make it like, oh, this is like, you know, the love for the mother in Islam and all that, which is a good thing. But, like, yeah, it's not it's really related. And the women are like, yeah, but in Islam, it also doesn't say to put all your assets into your mother's name. Yeah. Right? Like, you that's not really... To provide for your wife. Yeah, exactly. Give a responsibility to fulfill your obligations to her. Yeah. And if you don't and you fall short... Exactly. So there's going to be barakah in your risk. Mm-hmm. All so, those millions that you have signed to your mama could just magically disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, if... Uh, he was following the proper rules. Like mm-hmm. he wouldn't have to touch. He wouldn't touch his mother. His, not his mother. His wife's money at all. Yeah. Like once they get divorced, like it's done. Yeah. Um. So that was just that was just an interesting going on thing going on. But like that also brought up the question in my head is that like if you were about to get married, how would you feel if your husband brought you a prenup saying that you have to follow the Islamic rules? Would you sign that right away to follow the Islamic rules? Yeah. Like you. It like. He just came. He's like, okay, here's a prenup. Sign this. It means that, like, in the case we ever get divorced, he can't decide that number. I do. Huh? He can't decide that number. So would you? That's the thing. Yeah, I would follow Islamic rules. No, but like, would you assign a prenup saying that you would? Yeah. Uh, You wouldn't feel in any type of way. No, because that's how I would expect myself. Like, if and and Mm -hmm. may Allah protect us from divorce, but if if that if it came down to it mm-hmm. yeah i would follow the islamic rules no 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 not would you fo- i know that you would follow the islamic rules but would you sign a prenup before you got married saying that you are guaranteed to follow those rules like oh would like you, in case you it gets nasty and i'm like trying to take more than i should yeah yeah whatever i'd sign it so you wouldn't feel some type of way be like oh so you have doubts that we're gonna get divorced or something yeah i probably would See? Like, I might just poison him one day. I'm, like, <laughs> <What? just kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a bad joke. <laughs> oh my god! Because you know, if you're a widow, it's not the same thing as divorce. Oh my god, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. Yeah, but but I feel like that might be something a lot of brothers are thinking of. You know, they're like now with the rules in these days. Like, mm, listen, mm-hmm. I I really and. Married people, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think people go into a marriage thinking, yeah, I'm probably going to get divorced. Mm -hmm. They probably, in the back, back, back of their mind, they're like, divorce is a possibility, but I don't see that with this person that I'm choosing to marry. Mm -hmm. I think that a prenup for uh, Muslim marriages only really come into play where, like, let's say someone was already married one time, Mm -hmm. had a really bad divorce, and now they're getting married. Yeah, so I pulled out my headphones. (laughs) and and now maybe they're getting married for a second time and maybe they 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 were done dirty like yeah. let's say there was a man he got married and then and then you know when they got a divorce the wife took a lot of his money and it really impacted him financially yeah. and so now that he wants to get remarried he's like i need to learn from my mistakes it's not that i think we're gonna get divorced mm-hmm. i just it's need like to trauma. protect myself <laughs> yeah yeah and so it's like he he can tell his wife like look you whatever amount you want mm-hmm. you decide that and you put it down yeah but let's just agree to follow the Islamic rules. And I think that's a fair ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's talk about this scenario. How about if, okay, they didn't sign a prenup and there was like a nasty breakup where they got divorced. Like, it, you know, the girl is like your best friend and like the guy, you, you don't like him, okay? <laughs> and there's like a, <laughs> well. nasty, a nasty breakup, they divorce or whatever. 
and she's like, I'm gonna take him for everything. I'm gonna take him fifty percent, whatever. And she's like, uh, like she's like not gonna follow the rules that they already had, like Islamic rules. Mm. Would you support her, or would you be, or would you advise her just follow the Islamic rules? Yeah, I would never let my dislike for someone mm-hmm. stray me from not following the rules of the religion. Okay, so you'd still be like, okay, no, girl, like you gotta chill. Okay, we, we just let's follow the rules that Allah has 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 given ordained us, ordained us. for us. And don't, you know, try and take these Western laws that they got out here. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, hopefully my parents don't get mad at me for mm-hmm. bringing this up. But, like, because, uh, you know, how many people are left to be private about mm-hmm. everything. But, for example, they're doing their will. Okay? Yeah. So, like, Allahu Alam, I could die before them. But, like, yeah. they're they're doing their will. And they're like, okay, so we're going to leave our assets for you. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, your brother's got it. Like, yeah. I'm like you don't think i got it <laughs> it's a little insulting yeah but at the same time i'm like you know what no mm-hmm. follow follow the rules of inheritance based mm-hmm. on the religion yeah if he's entitled to it give it to him i i don't care because mm-hmm. the way that i see it i think we're so like accustomed to have this like innate greed of mm-hmm. like i want more money i want more you're always gonna want more yeah even if i had a million dollars today if i was a multi-millionaire mm-hmm. i wouldn't stop at that i'd be like i want to be a multi-billionaire yeah so for me I know this life is temporary and I'm kind of just like, don't like, don't leave it for me. Like if, if it comes down to it and, and mm-hmm. they leave it for my brother and he's like, here, I'm gifting, I'm gifting this to you. Mm-hmm. May Allah reward you. Like, I'm going to leave it at that. You know yeah. what I mean? But like when we were having that conversation, they were like so shook that I said that they're like, what mm-hmm. really? You don't want it. I'm like, it's not that I don't want it. I just, I would rather avoid the worldly, the dunya headache. Yeah. Just follow the rules of the religion. Mm-hmm. i'm not gonna question that no one's gonna question it yeah that's that yeah well so, they could just go to your brother and be like you know will you accept if we <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever yeah. like whatever they they choose to do i told them yeah. it's their business right i'm like this is yours don't feel pressured yeah by anybody like do what you want to do with it mm-hmm. um but like when it comes down to divorce, so they're so they're like so if they were like um you know all this all the our assets we're just gonna donate it if anything happens to us, do it. You wouldn't feel any type of way. No, because the yeah. way that I see it, that's theirs. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and and that can be thawab for them. Like, do it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, you know what? Exactly. That's gonna be f- after you die. It's like you want to make sure you're benefiting yourself as much as possible. Right? Yeah, like yeah. I, like I would donate on their behalf. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I don't know. I I know that inheritance when it comes to that kind of stuff too. Like people feel some type of way because maybe they feel more connected to the person who passed away and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, I, you know, uh, like walked their dog for them all the time. Like I deserve a third of this or whatever, the third of their assets Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. But I'm like, bro, you think tomorrow's promised for you? Mm -hmm. What happens when you die? The third that you were guaranteed is not even going to be yours anymore. Someone else is going to take it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially what we're trying to get at is that like, ultimately like there are rules and laws in the countries you may be living in mm. but if possible try and follow the rules that were already ordained by us by Allah because you can only benefit from that like there's only good that can come from that yeah uh but yeah uh again remember we still have the giveaway going on so uh the 200 dollars giveaway so um make sure on the last episode to leave a comment saying how you found us and also leaving your instagram handle there so we can find you if you, in case you win uh also make sure you subscribe to this channel and you also follow us on instagram 
those are both the rules for the giveaway and also just generally good things to do okay <laughs> so um yeah hopefully this we entertain y'all this week and next time we talk to you it will be post ramadan and we'll see you then bye, bye. why do i split my eyes I Prophecies. Submit myself to one who will glorify his majesty Automatically reject the phrases of philosophy I oppose thinking minds like Archimedes Ain't cause I'm ignorant but they toxic contradictory Telling me deny the one who existed eternally You joking be that be a mental impossibility Affirmative existence and intellectual necessity Look, now I ain't philosophical But when I spit, I spit issues that's factual and actual To recognize my full potential how the spiritual Hit you with the truth or it hurts when I spit I've seen and heard things in life I call a phenomenon Riders, many races, some shit up from Lebanon I'm told about uh, prophecies uh, in biblical uh, times Hold on, drop upon you knowledge, do it through my own rhymes As a Muslim slave five times, I praise Allah Back to put the sound faith, man, I praise Allah And on the judgment day, I wanna be lined up With them great slaves and all So I attend circles and now yeah. taking down notes And I cram them in my mind as I memorize notes A whole bunch of words from nobody Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.